How y'all doing this evening? Yeah. yeah. Is, is it hot enough for you? Yeah. Man, man, oh man, oh man. We, uh, we was fussing about the snow. And is it ever going to go away? And fussing about how cold it was. And man, oh man. And then God brings the heat and then he bring it with power. Uh, amen. And uh, so we, if, if, if you was fussing while you was out there shoveling snow, well, you need to hush up. Amen. Summer's here. And uh, if you don't like that, if you don't like the heat, well, maybe you'll like raking them leaves come fall. We're grateful to God for your presence today. Grateful for all who are here this evening to worship the great God of heaven in spirit and in truth. Uh, this is the day we set aside to honor uh, fathers, uh, but we honor the father uh, every day. A amen, somebody. Uh, every day is Father's Day. Uh, am I right about it? Uh, he woke you up this morning. Uh, he got you to evening worship service. Man, he got you through 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and, and here you are at 4.30. Uh, help me, somebody. Uh, we are so thankful to God for just giving us uh, life, health, and strength. I, I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, my, 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 my betrothed is, is here with me. I mean, I, I tell you, now, it, now, I know it's Father's Day, right? But, but, but all day long, before I got the happy Father's Day, Brother Vim, the first thing I got was, how's Sister Lisa? How's Sister Ville doing? So I had to, you know, give him the update and all of that, but uh, it's just good to have her here. Uh, she's just trying to get out the house, y'all. She's looking at them four walls. One, two, three, four. And if I look at another cobweb, that cobweb been there for, you need, boy, you need to do something about that. Yeah. I'd get you out the house. That's what I need to do bring you here, get out here among the saints of God so you can hear the word of God. And which is good to have all of you here. We're thankful for all those who have uh, labored in the service thus far with the singing of the hymns and the reading of the scripture and uh, the prayers that have been offered up. Uh, and we're just so grateful for all of you. And to again, to all of our fathers, uh, happy Father's Day. Good to have you all here in the house this evening. Let's go together to uh, our text that was read into our hearing earlier. And I'm not going to keep you long. 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. This is a simple lesson. It's a real simple lesson. But it's an important one. Amen, somebody. Uh, 2 Timothy 2. And you all read these verses before. 1 and 2. Thou therefore, my son, he says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Is that in your Bible? The late Dr. Martin Luther King once professed in a sermon how he wanted to be remembered. He said he just, he said, I, I, I may not have all the 
uh, a lot of money to leave behind. I may not have all those uh, riches and, and things of value uh, to leave behind, but I, I just want to leave a committed life behind. This is the kind of commitment uh, that's made in similar fashion by an officer of the law. He dedicates his life to protect uh, and to serve, whatever you might think about cops right now, but that's their, that was their charge, that's their duty, to protect and to serve. There's a similar commitment by other public servants, uh, even someone that, that is charged with picking up the garbage. That's his charge, that's his duty, that's his commitment. Amen, somebody, uh, uh, a member of the military. Uh, they're charged with defending our country and, and keeping us from danger from outside or alien forces. Uh, or an officer uh, of the law, uh, we, we, we need to understand the commitment that uh, is needed for these types of charges. There are other dedicated professions, teachers dedicated to teaching our children, Physicians dedicated to preserving our health, our life, and well-being. And for the Christian, a committed life, just like these other things and other uh, jobs. And, 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 and while I'm at it, let's, let me just make sure we're clear. Being a, a, a Christian is not a job. See the, the, see the, see the, see the, 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 the officer can take his uniform off. Uh, the person in the military can uh, be decommissioned. Uh, amen, somebody. Uh, they even take uh, 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 service uh, uh, vehicles like ships and boats and stuff out of commission. Uh, amen, they decommission these ships, don't they? That means you're out of service. You don't have to work no more. The thing that I have uh, assigned you to do, you don't have to do it anymore. See, being a, a Christian and the life of a Christian, it, it's not a job. Uh, amen. Some might say it's an adventure, uh, and it is. But what it is, church, is a lifestyle. You have decided to give your life to Christ. Why? Because he gave his life for you. Amen. See, uh, for the Christian, a committed life is not a selfish life. It's not a vainglorious life. It's not a life perpetuated by that which he or she, or rather it is a life that is perpetuated by which he or she has committed their lives to do. Dr. King said, I want to leave a committed life behind. He's saying, in essence, I want my work to speak for me. Not the, folk, not the stuff that folk might say behind closed doors. Not all the innuendo. Let my works speak for me. Let people see the kind of man that I was by the things that I did. I tried to love some folks. I tried to care for some folks. I tried to provide for some folks. I tried to help some folks. And a committed life is one where your life means nothing unless it is involved daily in the care and the concern of other people. And the Christian life, 
means we ought to have that same care and concern for others out there who have not yet surrendered themselves to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can I talk to you for a few minutes concerning our text and what I want to call the committed life? The committed life. I ain't going to keep you long, but I'm going to keep you strong. Now, the Apostle Paul gives this simple yet profound message to this young evangelist, Timothy, that he may be encouraged in his Christian walk and his Christian commitment. He says he must be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and that he commit the things that he has learned and understood to be true to faithful men who will be committed in their own lives as well. This is a commitment, church, to a belief. This is a commitment to a lifestyle. This is a commitment to compel others to have this same kind of faith as well and to take this faith, church, to an unknowing world. Now, I don't want to delve too deeply into the text, but I, I want to show you some elements that we need to remember when we consider these verses. Now, if I wanted to count the number of people in this room, I'd start with myself, one, and then I'd go two, three, four, five, six, and just go around the room. I'm not going to take attendance. I'm just, I'm just trying to show y'all something. We'd go around the room and count everyone. And this is, is, is simple addition, right? We're just adding. Amen? All right? Until we get to that number, right? Now, now, the total is the combined number of all those that are added together. Am I right about it? Now, now in Acts, the second chapter, y'all know this. The Bible says in verse 41, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them some 3,000 souls. And in verse 47 of Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. See, this is what God does. See, that's what God does. He adds. And this is what he wants us to do and what he continues to do. Now, God does the adding, but I want you to see something here. I want you to see something else, something that can only be obtained, church, when we embrace and live out this committed life. Look with me in Acts 9 and 31. Acts 9 and 31. Now, now remember, simple addition. See, that's what God does. See, God just adds it up. He just adds them up. All right? But now, what is our job? In Acts 9 and 31, look, look what it says right there. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. See, the Lord is adding daily to the church. See, this is what he does. But the word to Timothy and to us is to multiply. Amen. To, to multiply this word and to multiply this commitment. Paul says to Timothy, the things with you that thou hast heard 
of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. See, see, God adds us to the church, but now he wants us to do some multiplying. He says committed to faithful men who are going to be able to teach others also. Now that's multiplication. Uh, amen, somebody. See, this word has to grow and it needs to multiply. For God to do some adding, we need to do some multiplying. Uh, amen, somebody. See, that's the committed life we're talking about here. Now, now, you, now we see here in Acts 12 and 24, uh, the Bible says there in Acts 12 and 24 that the word of the Lord grew and multiplied. Amen. To multiply those disciples of Jesus Christ, to multiply those servants, to multiply those congregations, to multiply this faith that Jesus speaks of. Over there in John, the 17th chapter and verse 21, he says that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. See, these are the elements of the committed life. God does the adding but we have to do some multiplying. We have to teach faithful men, all right, that's gonna be able to teach some other folk also. And guess what? If that charge is for me uh, and, and for him and for you, then guess what? There's go that word's going to multiply. And as it multiplies, God's just adding it up. One more soul in the heaven and out of hell, making Satan just as mad as he could be. Amen, somebody. We, we need to understand that the committed life means that we're committed to this word, but not just committed to this word to hang on to it ourselves. We're committed to it to the extent that it's important enough in us and in our lives and in our lifestyle that we're compelled to convey it to others. Suppose the doctor decided, well, I'll save you, Brother Claiborne. You seem like a real nice guy. Okay. Uh, you, you seem real, real nice. But, but, but Brother Dowd over there, he can come in the ER all he wants to. He can have the best insurance in the world. I don't care what's wrong with him. I ain't helping him. See, that doctor's supposed to be committed. If you come in the ER, you come in the emergency room, you got an emergency. And this is the place where I'm committed to helping to save your life. Even if I don't, I have to make the effort. What if we as Christians, well, may I put it another way, have we as Christians decided we're going to choose who can get it and who doesn't. Y'all might have heard this at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Amen, somebody. I'm just putting another spin on it. Uh, it's just this committed life we're talking about. We don't pick and choose. We just got to be the net. Amen, somebody. Uh, see, the committed life, me, he says, I'm charging you. Commit these things to yourself and then commit them to some faithful folk who's going to go out there and teach others also. 
See, this is that committed life. See, God wants to do some adding, but only if we're committed to multiplying. Amen, somebody. See, we got to remember that over there in Acts 2 and 42, he says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayers. So the commitment first is through Christ, by Christ, and in Christ Jesus. See, he's the source of our strength. He's the beacon of our hope. He's the object of our faith. And this grace is the essence of the committed life. See, when you're committed to Christ, you're committed to his word that you may study it and grow in wisdom and understanding. When you're committed to Christ, you're committed to his works, that we might emulate them and learn from his compassion and temperance and guidance. When you're committed to Christ, you're committed to doing his will. He says, go ye therefore, amen, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. These are the marks of the committed Christian, the committed life, and the committed purpose in Christ Jesus. Paul says the things that you have heard and believed, commit them to faithful men. Like a father nurtures a son. Like a parent nurtures a child. Like a teacher nurtures their student. The committed life is a life of sharing. It's a life of purpose. And it's a life of fulfillment. Nothing, church, can be more rewarding in the life of a Christian than helping someone else to become one. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. There's nothing more rewarding in this life. Amen. If you've embraced this committed life, then be committed to helping someone else to find the peace. Have you found peace in Jesus? Have you found hope in Jesus? When, 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 when the rest of the world is stumbling and bumbling and fumbling around, when all the mess that's going on, isn't it good to know that you can just talk to Dr. Jesus? Amen. When I'm having a midnight hour, isn't it good to know that, that he stays up all night? Because he's an on-time God. Amen, somebody. When, when I'm having some problems that nobody else understands, isn't it good to know that he's got an attentive ear at every time I open my mouth to pray to him? That's the committed life. When I'm committed to Christ, I know that there's no greater joy I can have in knowing that he's always there. And there's someone out there in this sin-cursed world who deserves to have what we have. What good is a gift unless you give it away? That's why it's called a gift. Amen? What, wait a minute. And see, we, what we need to be doing is present this gospel to somebody. Uh, amen, somebody? That's part of the committed life, church. We need to present this gospel to somebody. Now, now you heard of a gift, right? 
You heard of a present? Present? <laughs> present? I got a gift for you. I'm going to present the gospel of Christ to you. Amen, somebody. See, I'm, what I want to give you is a gift that keeps on giving. You will not be taking this back to the store for a refund. Amen, somebody. You will not be trying to get your money back because it didn't cost you nothing. But it cost Jesus everything. Help me, somebody. See, the committed life is a life where you understand where your hope comes from, where your help comes from. My soul's salvation is rooted and grounded in Jesus. And now I'm making a lifestyle change to make the commitment to show my love and my faith to him to share this salvation plan with as many folk out there that needs to hear it. Amen, somebody. These are the marks of the committed Christian. This word needs to be shared. It needs to be realized. And it needs to be multiplied. Y'all know your multiplication tables. Two times two, three times three, six times six, seven times seven, eight times eight, nine times nine, ten times ten. Whatever it is, let's do some multiplying so that the Lord can do some adding. Amen, somebody. Bill Cosby. Don't say uh-uh. once told a joke about his parents when he was a boy and they wanted to threaten him with possible discipline. They say, boy, I brought you into this world and I'll take you out. And then he said, I'm not worried about taking you out because I'll make another one look just like you. <laughs> That'll come through in a minute. <laughs> Multiply. One falls, we're going to get another. One don't answer the call, I'm going to give it to someone else. Anybody here want to obey the call? Anybody here want to accept the charge? The same thing that I have taught you I commit you, I charge you, I'm entrusting you with this gospel. Amen. But I'm entrusting it to faithful men who won't sit on it, Amen. who won't quit on it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We need to rededicate ourselves to the committed life. Somebody out there needs to know who Jesus is in the pardoning of their sins. So let's cast a net and bring some souls in. Let God do some adding, but let us do some multiplying. Is that all right? If you're here and you've not yet been obedient to the gospel of Christ, you ought to. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you believe the word of God, if you believe with all your heart that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross, was buried in a rug old tomb, brought out from that tomb, walked out by God's power in newness of life, risen from the dead with all power and authority, repenting of your sins that have separated you from God,
confessing Jesus as Lord of your life, be baptized for the remission of your sin, that you can go down in that watery grave of baptism. Did you know we had a, we had a burial on Tuesday? Amen. Somebody said, I, I, I'm ready to die to sin and go down in the watery grave of baptism to rise up and walk in newness of life. Not the old man is dead and buried. And now I'm that new man rising to walk in newness of life. But it's going to take some committed folk who's willing to do that. Some folk on your job need to know Jesus. Some folk maybe in your house need to know Jesus. Some folk in your neighborhood need to know Jesus. When the ice cream man come, when you take that ice cream cone from him, give him the gospel. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Make the commitment to this life. And if you're a member of the Lord's church, don't sit on this word. God does the adding, but only if we're committed to do the multiplying. If you're here and you're ready to surrender to Jesus, or if you're here and you just need the prayers of the saints, make it known to us. We will pray with you and for you. But if you're here and you want to obey the call, you can do it right now as we together stand and sing. Oh, uh-huh.